welcome to another episode of Photography welcome Chat. To photography Chat with Merlin. Photography Chat with Merlin. We're on season three. It's episode seven. We've got Karen Hitterman here with us, uh, broadcasting from the east. How are you doing tonight? I'm, I'm doing good. Just got home from work, so can't complain. Nice. How's uh, how's work been going? That's good. It's starting a new show. I, I work in the film industry, so yeah, that's it. It's always going. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you take a second just uh, let people know uh, who you are? Okay, I'm Karen. Um, what I do for a living is I work in the camera department in the film industry. Uh, but as Merlin knows very well, uh, my hobby is uh, shooting on film. <laughs> and just about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was actually kind of uh, interesting how, how we ended up meeting. Like I posted a little bit about it on the uh, the Instagram um, post or whatever. Um, but yeah, I ran into you in California of all places. And yeah. um, that was totally random. Um, so yeah, it was the uh, film Padea put on by the Darkroom Lab. And I was kind of, I, I don't know if I ever asked you and your dad, but like what made you guys decide to go down to that? Uh, well, my dad actually found it. Okay. And uh, luckily I wasn't working. He's like, why don't we just, why don't we just go? Like we both love shooting film. Let's just get out there and go. And so we did. <laughs> didn't know anyone, didn't really know much of what was happening and just decided to, you know, see the community out there and learn more and meet all kinds of people. Was that I mean, the first time? Oh, sorry, was that? It was a blast. <laughs> it was a blast. It was a lot, a lot of fun. Like, I, I definitely enjoyed it and, you know, made some great friends out of it. Uh, you and your dad included, as well as, um, you know, Big Head Taco, the fourth yeah. Canadian out of uh, all of us there. Had, had you and your dad ever done a trip like that before? Or? No, no, not at all. So it was like our first time heading out for for an event, at least like for a film Paideia, I don't know, like not a convention or anything, but yeah, first time. That's cool. Well, it's such a, such a chance happening. And <laughs> yeah, so, so it's like, feels like a whole nother life now. It's so <laughs> long ago. <laughs> I know nothing like that has uh, happened for us, at least in Canada for a while. No, like things are starting to normalize a little bit in the States, like um, next month, March. Um, uh, the Instant Film Society along with uh, San Francisco Instant Photo Walks are doing um, the uh, Policon Bay Area which you know, I was hoping to go down for before Omicron kind of reared its head because there was talks of them like you know eliminating the requirement for testing at the border which would have been fantastic yeah. um but you know because omicron instead of removing them they made them worse yep. just came back and hit us harder <laughs> yeah exactly so i'm hoping things relax by the summer um mm -hmm. for the policon event in texas because um um it's wild. I haven't seen some of the photo peeps um, since like late 2019. So it's wow. Yeah, and you go to every single one almost. <laughs> I well, I, I used to. Yeah, before the world ended. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. 
Yeah, but like when when things open up again, like you you should definitely uh, check one out. I know. I'm sorry, JP. JP says can't believe you're not going to make it. Like, I. I thought about it and I weighed the pros and cons of like, you know, how much testing was going to cost and, um, you know, heaven forbid, like getting a po- like a positive result while I'm down there. And, uh, you know, I can't afford that. <laughs> so, oh, it's so expensive. Yeah. So expensive. Well, and like uh, San Francisco would be like one of the worst places to be stuck for like 14 days like you know i do like to do it cheap there but you know i'd probably be like rocking it homeless style for those 14 days (laughs) that's like which i probably imagine they wouldn't accept that as like so where are you gonna stay i don't know a park somewhere yeah i I don't think it'd go well for you (laughs) no no and then just the testing too because like now they're requiring the tests to be done within 24 hours and I priced out how much that was going to be. And it was like damn near as much as I was going to spend on the whole trip. So really? Oh my God. Yeah. As much as I would have loved to see all of my American homies, JP, especially, um, you know, not it's yet. just not yet, but I hope you guys have a lot of fun and, um, you know, COVID leaves you guys the hell alone and, um, you know, you just shoot a bunch of film and have a good time. <laughs> yeah. So, like, with work and everything, um, have you had a chance to, like, um, do much shooting, or? Um, on the last show I did in September, well, we finished in, like, October, I guess, like, the long, the full show that I did. I shot quite a bit on that show because we had spent two and a half weeks in a prison. In a prison? Yeah, you know Kingston Penitentiary? Yeah, in in Kingston, Ontario. Correct. So, yeah, we spent two and a half weeks in there. So I got to bring my camera and go into the, on the walls and go into all kinds of places and shoot a bit. So that was nice. Wow. But, uh, yeah. It's hard to carry a camera around when you're working. I just forget all the time. Yeah. Get yourself like a little point and shoot or something that you could just like slip in. I have one in my jacket and I always forget to take it out. <laughs> always. Or yeah, like one of those peak design clip things. So you could just like have a camera like on your shoulder. Oh yeah. my God. Okay, I'm going to upgrade my uh, gear going forward. <laughs> well, I mean, what kind of photographer would you be if you didn't have a bad case of gas? It's true. <laughs> okay. Have you picked up any new cameras lately, uh, you know, speaking uh, of gas? Not really, no. I just, I kind of stick to the same three cameras. My wall is, like, my shelf is full of cameras, like, up to 20-something at this point in my apartment, but... Oh, wow. I was shooting with the same three. <laughs> and what are your three favorites to shoot with? Uh, it's my Hasselblad 500CM, of course. Uh, my Nikon FM2. And then uh, mostly just this like Samson point and shoot I have that I just throw in my jacket or my bag everywhere I go because it's so easy and take that just in yeah. case. <laughs> if it works, why not? Yeah, exactly. But I just have to start shooting more again. That's so. fair. I feel that a lot. I haven't been shooting much since moving to Vancouver and I'm kind of hoping that like, you know, with the studio space and everything that might change a bit with yeah. any luck. How, how is your studio space coming along? It's, it's, um, nearly complete. Um, I'm in it right now. So, um, you're the first, uh, episode to happen in the studio. Um, I'm honored. 
well, in, couldn't have been a better person to have uh, as the first for the studio. Um, trying out like the uh, different mic setup uh, than the other one because I. I have too much scruff and I was using like a lapel mic and I noticed that like between the t-shirt noise and the beard noise, I was like, this is probably annoying for people to hear. So, you know, um, I'm not trying to be like Joe Rogan with this. I don't share the same views as him. So. <laughs> I didn't think so. That's right. I just want to give you guys better sound. Um, yeah, and then, like, I would have done the episode here last week, but I didn't have internet in here yet. And the internet that's included with the rent is um, not great. Um, so I had to, like, splurge and, you know, buy some internets for uh, for here, which is uh, how I can broadcast today. But it's, it's coming along. Unfortunately, because of the way the setup I have is now... I can't pick you guys up and show you around because you're like plugged in. Like here, maybe I could show you guys like a, I'll take a picture on my iPhone and then you can kind of see what it looks like here. Let's see if this works. Ah, son of a bitch. <laughs> you think I'm like some kind of photographer or something. Okay. Hey, it's, it's very different with the phone. I'll say that every single time. <laughs> okay, yeah. So that's kind of the setup now there. So like the it's on an iPad is how I broadcast usually now. Yeah. So and then the iPad plugs into this thingamajigger here, which connects to the microphone thingy-majigger. And then the one keyboard is for the iPad, so I can reply to people and then... The other one's for the computer machine. Yeah. Very, very cool. So that's why I can't pick you guys up and show you around. Um, but one of the things I'm excited for, okay, I got to go take a picture of this and then I'll show it to you. <laughs> I should have been more prepared for this. Listen, it's going to be great. I'm ready. You get two photos. So my studio is in an old motel room. So one of the things I kind of wanted to do was sort of like keep the old motel vibe going. So um, it still has like the little plexi thing with the like the door laws or whatever for like the, the hotel room and then the sketchy like lock thing. Um, I yeah, <laughs> I kind of wanted to like keep the vibe going. Um, but what I'm starting to do is when people come visit the studio, I'm going to take a Polaroid of them and then it goes up on the door. Well, that's, if it, if you didn't take a Polaroid, I'd be worried. That's who you are. That's what you do. Yeah. <laughs> so this really is the great. start of it here. A few people have popped by so far and, uh, yeah. So be warned if you come visit, you're getting your picture taken. <laughs> Well, you're the you're the first person that's like made me super comfortable getting my photo taken because I was super awkward at first. Seriously? Yep. I remember you'd always make me, you'd always have to take my photo, and it's like, <laughs> ah, okay. Oh yeah. After we started, yeah, because every time I hang out with people, I subject them to the camera. Correct. <laughs> 
So how did you get started with photography? Like, I'm going to guess it probably involves your dad somehow. Um, kind of. I, I started with digital. Okay. I shot a lot of digital. Um, but back when I was in, like, Cégep, which is for people who are not from Quebec, it's like right after high school, you do, like, two years of, like, we call it college, but it's, like, pre-university. Okay. Two years. Um, and I took a class there on, like, um, like darkroom photography. And I had my grandma's old camera from, like, Italy that she bought. So I was oh, shooting wow. that. And I fell in love with it. I love just, like, printing photos in the darkroom more than anything else. And then I put the camera away. Shot digital, 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 nonstop. To the point where it became a job for a while. And then I hated it because it was a job. So I went back to film. <laughs> Uh, and my dad was getting into film again for the first time. So we just kind of both jumped in it at the same time and went wild. <laughs> That's wild. So when, when you were doing it for work, like what kind of stuff were you shooting? Um, anything from like photos of like people for like music stuff, like art things, um, to events, to literally anything along those lines. Just kind of anything that would pain that's fair and then, yeah and then stuff from but then i started to hate digital because of that uh so i just kind of put my digital camera away it's still sitting in a drawer i don't really <laughs> take it out ever <laughs> maybe for a rare occasion here and there but yeah no. i've kind of gone the opposite direction since moving to vancouver i didn't shoot <laughs> much digital when i was in toronto at all because downtown camera spoiled the shit out of me and um i really took them for granted like never take your lab for granted if you have easy access to a lab that takes really good care of you and you know gets your stuff developed quickly and scanned quickly you know let them know you love them often um because i miss them a lot now um i still mail stuff to them but it's not the same like you know it I, I miss like wandering around Toronto in like the morning or early afternoon and then like getting there before the deadline for same day or like, you know, getting there for the deadline for next day and then getting your photos within a day or two of taking them. Um, you know, I never really needed digital because I was okay waiting a day or two to get the photos, but now when I have to mail it over there and it's like you know, a week or whatever, I get impatient. So I've been shooting more digital now. I scan my own films, so it takes forever anyways. Oh, man. I yeah. I remember you mentioning this, and I was just like, why? But some I people love, love scanning. I love it. It's, it's honestly like, it'll take me forever, and it's frustrating that it takes me forever sometimes because I want to see the photos, but like, I like the process of like figuring out the colors properly and like re-putting it back together and all that stuff, and it's kind of relaxing. You just have to sit there for hours because that's the only option you have. <laughs> <laughs> so what kind of setup do you use for your scanning then? Is it flatbed or have you gotten into like the camera scanning with the digital? No, or? flatbed V600. That's okay. my, that's my baby. And, um, I'm not willing to buy another one for now. <laughs> it works well for what I need and my small desk. So that I have to, a monitor in my computer and I got my light board. So, between all of that, I'm good. And you do 35 millimeter and your medium format with that then? Yeah. yeah. You oh, can also cool. do large format with it. Have I'm you thought sure. about getting into the large format or? My dad got a large format camera and I, we shot on it when I was in Montreal for a bit. But um, I don't know. I have to buy one and figure out where to put it. 
because I bought a condo in during the summer. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. So now I have to figure out where everything can go for now. That's and then, then we'll see. <laughs> it, did you put that wallpaper in the condo or did it come with that? Oh, I put it in. It's pretty badass. Thank you, thank you. It gives me like <laughs> real like Outlook Motel vibes from like um, The Shining. I was going for the 70s vibe. My girlfriend like imported it from like Europe or something. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just for me. So. It's I cool. dig it. It's very cool. So have you, like, with all of the um, photos you've been taking over the years and stuff, like, were there any projects you've been thinking of doing with them or um, you just do it for fun or? I do it for fun and I've considered, like, certain photo books and this, but then I get busy and I forget about him all the time. All That's the time. Fair. So I'm going to try to put together a couple of things, hopefully, this year when I when I have some downtime. But, uh. I don't know. We'll see. I, my show goes from now till September, so it's going to be a long run. Oh, shit. That's a lot of work. <laughs> it's a long time, so I don't know, but I think it'll be, at least I'll have money to buy more film. That's important, because, I mean, film prices keep just fucking going up and up. Like, I, I don't understand, like, how, how people are going to afford it soon. Even the cheap ones are not cheap. Um, well, we'll need a universal income so that we can afford to shoot film. <laughs> That's that definitely only- what we'll need there. Yeah. I mean, I'm still, don't get me wrong, I'm still glad that, like, um, Kodak is still making film and oh, yeah. Fuji does whatever the fuck Fuji does. And Lomography <laughs> is, like, doing awesome and, like, you know, Polaroid is, has been uh, doing great, too. Um, you know, their, their latest stuff has been awesome. Um and I just got another shipment in after someone was complaining that, you know, they just raised prices by two bucks. So even Polaroid's not immune to the price hike. Every, everything is in this world, even food. Yeah, well, I mean, some of the food prices we can, you know, thank the freedom people for. <laughs> Correct. Correct. No. For our American friends, you've probably heard of it, but we have a... Uh, a faction of Canadians fighting for our freedom right now. Um, freedom from what? I'm not entirely sure, but they're very upset about something. And, um, you know, they're honking and shitting all over Ottawa. And uh, I think they're in New Brunswick now. So they're bringing. Are they their, really? Yeah, they're making their way to New Brunswick. And, you know, they've just fucking back shit up all over the place. So their freedom has cost, I think, a few billion dollars at this point in like lost economic capability so that's cool. it's only like 10 percent of truckers too yeah it's such a small and, and it, it's not even about the truckers like the the truckers just got co-opted into that yeah, one yeah. you know this is the uh the people yeah. who are too selfish to wear masks and you know think that uh terrorizing bill, ottawa is great for them like yeah you know, thinking Bill Gates is going to like sneak into your room at your night and it, into your room at night and touch you because you got the booster shot. Like, you know, oh, no. it's yeah. just, it's a big mess is what it is. It's fucking embarrassing. But in the midst of all of that, a cool event, well, a somewhat interesting event happened in Vancouver recently. There was, um, a woman's march for, um, you know, the, the indigenous women who've been like okay. lost over yeah. the years and uh there was a a big demonstration that went through vancouver and um 
they ended up tearing down the Gassy Jack statue, which uh, is in like the the center of Gastown, because um, like you know he's known to be a sketchy dude with indigenous people and stuff. And the Squamish Nation had already been in talks with the city on removing the statue, so like it was eventually going to go. But uh, that's amazing. It was interesting. Like, yeah, I, I didn't get a chance to go down to Gastown, but the pictures that were on Twitter and stuff were, they looked amazing of like tearing the thing down. Yeah. That's really cool. And I don't I know, mean, it, have, did you ever see the statue when you were in Vancouver? I've never been to Vancouver. Oh, shit, you've never been to Vancouver. Okay. No. Well, so I'm glad the the gassy jack statue is gone um you know people can disparage me for it or whatever but like you know he was not a great man and on top of that that statue is like what fucking nightmares are made of like it's a bronze statue that i don't know what kind of drugs the artist was on when they made it but the way they did his face like it just looks like something out of a really bad gore movie or something like it's just the fucking face haunts me like yeah so when i saw them, you'll never have to look at it again yeah only in my dreams um you know that's he's like the dude would scare freddy like he's just not a good looking man so i'm not upset about um it being torn down also a lot of people like to piss on it because oh. to show their disrespect and like you know how they feel towards him so that area of gas town especially smelled like piss so um you know hopefully it'll be less pissy in the future because <laughs> gas town is one of my favorite places to go take photos uh so you know you Where should come. uh gas town it's like right um along downtown so um when you go to downtown vancouver uh, gas town is just kind of like along the uh, coastline or the bay or something there okay. and it, it flanks like um, a small part of um, the downtown core and then uh, Chinatown is um, part of it as well too like gas town turns into Chinatown a little bit and then like the infamous um, Hastings and Main Strip is sandwiched between um like gas town and, and uh, chinatown and so there's a uh, a lot of color in that neighborhood and um it's That's always really cool. yeah it is really cool it's it's always been one of my favorite hoods um you know since i originally moved to vancouver in like the mid 2000s or early 2000s i don't know how that works <laughs> <laughs> i'm not sure what <laughs> I'm not a scientist, um, but I'm, you've you've never been to Vancouver. That's interesting. Um, I've traveled more, I think, to the states than within Canada, for the most part. Like only a couple of years ago, I went over to like where Banff and Jasper is, which is gorgeous. But uh, so gorgeous. Never made it further to BC, really. Well, I mean, like Banff and Jasper, that's a magical land there, especially if you like landscape photography. Like, oh, yeah, it, was, it was just gorgeous altogether. Like, did you get up to Lake Louise? Did you see the? Yeah, that's a hell of a lake. Yeah, but we were there when um, there all this the fires were like the forest fires were happening. So like oh, half the day when we landed, you didn't see like anything but smoke, and then all of a sudden you wake up the next morning and there's mountains, and then they're gone. 
and then they're back. Then they're gone, and you're like, oh. So it was cool because they always surprise you. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, like, that. those are the kind of seasons, like, between British Columbia and Alberta. Like, you have winter, and then you have construction, and then you have fire, and then you have winter again. <laughs> in, in, oh, in on this side, yeah, well, there you go. That's, yeah. yeah. You've mixed in new new seasons yeah in, in between like you know you get you get a little bit of like the construction and flooding and then fire and they kind of like mingle together and you know it's uh it's what makes western canada great well i hear it's beautiful so one day i'm gonna come down eventually you always got a place to stay my apartment's super tiny but like you know you and your girlfriend are more than welcome to the air mattress in my kitchen thank you thank you <laughs> appreciate it always no problem where so out of all the places you've traveled like what's been one of your most favorite places you've gone and uh, favorite picture you took while traveling that's a hard question oh my god um i would say hawaii okay Definitely. i took this one photo while i was there um last time i went i've been more than once i'm very spoiled but it's gorgeous there. Um, especially if you ever go, go to Kauai. It's like okay. the old island. It's the most green and like luscious. And you're just sitting on the beach and you see like levels of mountains behind you and you can see waterfalls in it. It's incredible. And I took this photo uh, on the Hasselblad. So I think it was medium format of these two people biking towards me in the street. And you just see all the mountains behind them. And uh, yeah, I think that's one of my favorites. That's very cool. Yeah. At least for traveling, it's, yeah. So I guess Hawaii is like one of the few places where it is okay to go chasing waterfalls. Yeah. I mean, you get, might get really muddy and take you a long time, but uh, it's gorgeous. Sorry, that was a bad Destiny's Child joke. I'm I understood it 100%. <laughs> Don't worry. I was just trying to make it better. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you understood it. I'm sure there's some people out there who, uh, who might not have gotten it. Um, Maybe not. Yeah, they were probably the same people that were very confused by the uh, the Super Bowl show. <laughs> I still haven't watched it yet. It was <laughs> really good, but also made me feel really old because I was like, "Oh yeah, this like just came out like twenty years ago." <laughs> did they do like a they did like a medley? I heard right. That's like yeah, it was a medley of like all of the great stuff from like the late '90s and early 2000s. You know, they fucking brought. 50 cent out like yeah yeah like 50 cent like i didn't even know that dude was still doing shit so good for him maybe he's not maybe just came out for the super bowl i mean and and i gotta like i loved snoop dogg's bandana tracksuit i appreciate well so he was told not to wear um a blue bandana to represent um you know the, yeah. the, the posse that he's part of and also told not to like crip walk and uh he rolls up in a tracksuit made out of bandana and then crip walked everywhere he went so you know you, just, <laughs> you can't tell snoop dogg what to do i don't think you could tell any artist at that level what to do they'll just be like no no they all had their own little fuck you to yeah. the super bowl so it's like you know what do you expect though like you know these are artists who you know, their whole career is based on being against authority. So <laughs> what do you expect? Yeah. So if you, if you tell them not to do it, they're going to do it times a thousand. 
That's it. Yeah. And it was surprisingly good. I heard though the best way to watch it was from at home um, because it sounded the best from at home. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. Stadiums are never good for sound. I did some stagehand work at one point and being backstage, you just hear the sound like three times right after each other and you hear nothing. Yeah. It's, it's in some places are worse than others. Like, um, the, um, Budweiser brew haha area at Ontario place. Fuck that place is like the worst to go for like shows. It's just awful. Like, but, I don't know. I've done both. And I think the Rogers center is worse. It's just a cement block. Yeah, I've never seen a show at Rogers Center, but I did go there for a baseball game once, and I was bored out of my fucking mind. Like, <laughs> it's just like, how do people enjoy this? <laughs> like, the ball's so tiny. Like, <laughs> sports, sports, sports. Yeah, in, indeed. Um, but I think hands down, the worst place I ever saw live music was the old Plaza of Nations in Vancouver. Thank God they destroyed it. But it was like this glass building that had a stage in it and you know we all know how great the acoustic properties of glass are um, oh just terrific and it was so bad that like one of my favorite bands is the herbalizer and i got excited because someone gave me free tickets to go see them and the sound was so fucking bad i left after like four songs i was like yeah, no way this place that is just happens. gonna like ruin the herbalizer for me Jeez. Well, no glass, not a good cement and glass. Just they're not the, they're not good things for sound. No, they're they're not at all. Um, but I'm kind of curious though. That made me think of something. What has been something that you experimented with that totally ruined, like a roll of film or uh, something that you thought maybe was going to like look really awesome, and then you know in the end was you're just like you know sad face. Sad face. Oh well. I've had like water leaks in my camera before. Uh, water leaks? Yeah, from like, I have, well, because I had a, I have a Nikonos. Okay. I have two Nikonoses, and the three, um, someone showed me how to lubricate the inside of a like underwater camera, and they put too much on. While I was on a diving trip, took it in the water, it leaked all over the place. The film turned out pretty cool, honestly, though. So I wasn't sad about it. I got like green kind of lines and like designs in the whole thing. So oh, almost yeah, like film was, soup. Yeah, exactly. Just not on purpose. And because I was away for like 10 days, a week, 10 days, I don't know. I had to like leave it sitting there in salt. <laughs> so it kind of like messed up the film, but that was great. Oh. And then I guess I've destroyed some film by accidentally not rewinding. Just like everyone does. <sighs> Yeah, we've all played that game. I think this is the right button for that. No, this one. Yeah, that's Hold the right on. button yeah. for that one. Yeah. But yeah. I, I've ruined more film than I'd like to remember doing that. Just shut it out. Those don't exist anymore. And that's not... Well, it's a, that's the one thing that I dislike about my f5 it doesn't auto rewind when i finish and if i don't remember to rewind it as soon as i finished the roll it just says e on it so if i don't rewind it i just see e i'm like oh shit i gotta load film in it and i pop and it's like ah oh, fuck it's not rewound and, i have the same issue with my well a different engineer but same end result my mic on a fm2 doesn't um 
I can't like reset this like it's it's hard to reset the um, the counter every time. So I have to go in with like a freaking uh, toothpick and just like pop it out. But if I did, so if I don't like sometimes I'll just be like oh my god I I'm lazy and I don't feel like doing that every time I'm like oh my god I'm already at like 36 shots oh my god I better take it out and then I'm like oh shit I I didn't I didn't it was already like it was only like two shots and I rerolled the film and I'm so like it's not worth taking it back out after no and then it's like you know sometimes you're like oh maybe like if I pull the leader out and reload it like you know I've done that a couple of times where it's like I have like five shots in so I'll just like reload it and then just (laughs) put the cap on and like fire five shots off and try and start over and yeah it never works out great so i'm just like no (laughs) but that's also kind of like the fun of film i think like you never know when you're gonna fuck it up or how you're gonna fuck it up like there's one roll of film that i shot um i think my last trip to toronto and Mm -hmm. I have no idea how I managed to rewind it and reload it into the camera again and not realize that it was already exposed, but like I double exposed like a whole roll of film that I did not mean to do so. And uh, yeah, it ruined a lot of photos I would have liked to have had, <laughs> but then it's just like, oh, it's film, so it's still good, right? <laughs> sure. You know, sometimes it's, it's it's more risky with film, but I like the fact that you have to, like, trust yourself enough, whereas digital, you don't really have to, like, think about it. Yeah. Not that I think about it much in film, honestly, anymore, because you just kind of, like, know what you're shooting, and you just shoot it. Well, in digital, you can always fix it in post, right? Yeah. That's true. <laughs> but not really. <laughs> no. Like, if you fuck it up, like, you, it's still pretty yeah. fucked. Um, but there's a little bit more latitude to try and unfuck it if you really screw something up on digital, especially if you've shot raw. Um, yeah, yeah, and you you can bring up your darks where you if you didn't expose it, like good luck. Yeah. Um, <laughs> speaking of that, on um, you you mentioned you like to do printing. Have you set up a place to do printing in your new apartment? Are you planning on it or? Um, I tried a bit when I first came to Toronto at the, what UFT has like a place there. My friend like volunteered there, worked there and he took me with him. But the, it was so like hot in the printing room that like mm. your paper would like crumple when it was drying. And I'm like, all right, this is not it. And so I know I have to check out, um, what's the place that you uh, used to go to when you're in Gallery Toronto? 44. Gallery 44, yeah. And I still haven't gone. well if they're they're open again with covid protocols or whatever like i they're definitely a great place um for the darkroom it's super cheap um like i think to be a yearly member with 24 7 access was like 150 or 180 a year which i would pay to go do i just have to and then to rent the dark room is like six bucks an hour which is like dirt cheap yeah Um, exactly yeah and like it's um the dark room you have to pay for and then they have an imicon scanner that you can rent time out on too if you wanted to do fancy scans Um, there's a v800 that's free um there's a dev area that's free to use 
with like cool sinks and they have like all of the tanks and reels and like everything there too so you just show up with chemicals and film and they have film dryers too which is like super nice yeah you can just hang them yeah (laughs) like that was worth it and then there's a studio area too that's like i think it's 80 bucks to rent it for the day and it comes with um a free strobe rental as well too Wow, so there's there's lots there's lots you get from going there. I just have to do it. Yeah, there there's lots in, in the production space. Like, I mean, don't really expect a lot from the gallery side, but um, you know, the production space is great. <laughs> yeah, I want to set up like eventually my own. Like, I want to develop here, but the problem is like I I only have one bathroom, mm. and so it's like, do I want to leave the film for six hours there and use it? stuff like that and I also have no I have nowhere to really uh set up a real dark room because all my doors are like sliding glass doors oh my office like I couldn't actually make it dark if I wanted to that's unfortunate yeah I didn't think about it when I got the place I just well you got it for a living you didn't get it for yeah. film stuff. <laughs> it's true it's very yeah, true it's, like the, the apartment that I live in here like there's no way in hell I could do any film stuff in there, but I, I love it nonetheless. But like, that was the main reason why I wanted to get the studio space here was um, primarily for the dark room. Cause um, it's a little small for shooting. Like I did a shoot with a friend last weekend and it worked, but um, it was a little, little small, but the dark room I'm excited. Cause I haven't printed anything since like, the end of 2019 yeah i mean it's been probably longer than that holy shit yeah 100 percent. like i printed like with a digital printer yeah but like nothing like with a proper whole setup and everything you know? like that. i gotta i gotta do it eventually COVID. You get back into it I'm going to blame COVID for now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we can blame COVID for a lot of things. It's, yeah, it's, it's true. <laughs> ruined so much. Um, so we asked, like, what was your favorite thing you shot while traveling? But, like, what's been one of your favorite pictures in general that you've taught? Like, something that um, your favorite because of, like, how it turned out? And then one of your favorites from, like, how it makes you feel? Okay. Well... I think about that. Um, I did a photo shoot, I think about a year ago with my girlfriend um, in the bathtub and we took some, I was really worried about the lighting because shooting on film with like purple and blue lights, you know, could mush together very easily. Um, but the act, like it actually turned out gorgeous. So I was really happy with that. Um, and yeah, like I, I love that photo shoot cause it was literally like in my old place in my bathtub, like just trying to fit everything. Like I looked like just like a little like gremlin in the corner trying to get the lights in my camera and this, but it was like so much fun and they turned out much better than I thought they would. So I'm really happy about them. So, That's yeah. very cool. Yeah. Uh, I like to like set up random stuff in my apartment and then hope for the best. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, given the COVID era we're living in, that's uh, definitely a good idea to uh, to experiment with that. Like, I I definitely did a bunch of that when I was in Toronto um, during lockdown because you know we had real lockdown in the east. 
we cannot go anywhere. <laughs> no, we couldn't, which um, is very different from what they consider lockdown over here. Oh, really? Well, like, even until, yeah. like, recently, we couldn't go eat in restaurants anymore. Yeah, they, we've been able to eat in restaurants here, like, you know, for, for a while. Um, it was really weird when, uh, like, I helped my partner move here at mm -hmm. the end of um, November 2020. And um, it was just so weird being here and, like, seeing people eating in restaurants and stuff and people just, like, doing normal things. You're and, like, no. Yeah. It's, that way. it's like, and I ended up, I got stuck here for my birthday because we got, um, we got exposed along the trip. So I wasn't planning on being here for as long as I ended up being. And, um, you know, someone's like, well, what are you guys doing for your birthday? It's like staying the fuck away from people. <laughs> <laughs> what else are you going to do? Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, things have been pretty, pretty open here. And, uh, yeah, we're getting like much like Ontario, we're getting rid of, um, a bunch of the restrictions. So, you know, I, I think we won apparently. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's so different for me when with my job, I get tested like three times a week and stuff. So it's like, I'm like, I still have never caught COVID somehow. Congratulations. I guess. I don't know. But yeah. So it's like, I still with all the restrictions like going away i'm like we're still getting tested three times a week so like i don't know i don't know what's going on that's interesting so it's like with your work and everything like you you kind of live in a different world from a lot of other people then so yeah i was really lucky though during covid because i got to like see people on set and like still have a you know we're all wearing masks and face shields and stuff but like it's still the camaraderie of talking to humans during the day where a lot of people were stuck at home and are still stuck at home yeah like <clears throat> so that's another reason why i wanted to pick up the studio because like i work from home yeah and um you know my home in vancouver is much smaller than my home in toronto so it's like at least in <laughs> toronto i had a separate bedroom and then like the rest of my apartment uh, here i just have a studio apartment so um yeah, you know, I, I live and work and everything in the same space, space and uh, it gets old pretty quick. So, um, yeah, so it's like it, and I, the problem that I've been having since coming here is that, you know, after you work a full day and you're in front of the computer you've been working on all day, um, kind of the last thing you want to do is spend more time in front of it trying to do creative stuff. <laughs> So. it's true though it's hard it's it's very hard i mean I, I work with cameras all day and then i'm sometimes i'm just like i don't want to pick up a camera yeah anymore. so i totally understand that yeah it's it's been weird and i've just been like also i i find the feeling here a lot different than um than toronto um I think in in a way I found Toronto a little a little more energetic and interesting. Um, oh really? Yeah, just there's a different energy in in the city there. Like, you know, Vancouver definitely has a bonus over t 
Toronto that it'll never have, which is like, you know, the proximity to the ocean and nature and everything. Like, you know, it's, it's super nice to like be able to be in the ocean, like be at the ocean in less than an hour and like, you know, be in the mountains in less than an hour and to have it be a real ocean, not just a massive stinky lake. Um, <laughs> they should not go into. <laughs> yeah, you should. And I did once and I felt really weird about it. Um, yeah, <laughs> it was a, an interesting experience all around, like not just cause it was Hanlon's, but, um, also just the water was, was really, weird. yeah, yeah. Um, there was, I mean, some other gross things that day, but the water was definitely up there. <laughs> Old man balls are weird. I'm just, yeah, that's. It's a thing. new beach for anyone who doesn't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And a, a lot of old dudes, you know, bless them. They just fucking let it all hang out. You know, confidence, I guess. It's just... I would love to have that confidence. Like, you know, that level of confidence, I could be dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> but things like, you know, I, I miss, um, like Queen and Spadina area. Like that's such an interesting area. A lot of cool stuff in Chinatown is, is yeah. really cool. And, of course, Kensington Market. Um, you know, some yeah. people think it's a little hokey and played out, but I, I still love it. It's, it's cool. Yeah, it's funny because I feel that way about Montreal that you feel about Toronto. Really? Yeah, I find like Toronto's very like dead compared to Montreal. Montreal's much more vibrant and like fun, and for photographs at least too. I think it's a much more inspiring city. If that makes sense. I would also have to agree with you on that. Like, Montreal is a really fucking cool city. Um, yeah. yeah, like, I, a good friend of mine, she used to live there, and I would go, like, hang out with her every now and then and just wander around the city and take photos. And, like, the architecture is really cool there. The people are really interesting. Yeah, and, like, you'll have people walk up to you and be like, hey, take a photo of me, and I'm like, sure no problem and they're never gonna see it and they don't care and they just look really cool and you know there's beautiful art like graffiti type art mm -hmm. like, all over the everywhere <laughs> really and the food's amazing i miss the food though the most the food is fucking amazing yeah um, <laughs> yeah yeah i like montreal a lot it's um it's cool like a friend of mine too like i got really jealous of her apartment I can't remember what neighborhood she was in, but it was like, it seemed super sketchy. Like when I pulled up in the neighborhood, I was like, was it like I... mile end? I can't remember. It seemed really industrial. And, um, when I parked there, I was like, should I park my car here? <laughs> Cause it just kind of seemed like it was a super sketchy neighborhood. And then her building was like also super sketchy. Like it seemed like it looked like some scenes out of like something you'd see where they're trying to depict like apartments in Soviet Russia. But then when we got into her apartment, I was like, holy fuck, this is amazing. Like she had this huge basement studio apartment that was massive. Like it had like 20 foot plus ceilings and it was like so massive that like um the sleeping area was like on this like platform midway so that it was just completely unencumbered all the way through so you could just like 
go end to end. And even though it was a basement, she had this like bay of windows on like the one wall that would like stream so much daylight in. So it's just like, this is amazing. And I think her rent was like way cheaper than anything. Yeah. yeah, it was like 700 bucks or something. And Oh, I believe it. I know the rent is so much cheaper in Montreal, but it's, and the places are also so much more beautiful because like the facades all have to stay the same. Yeah. The insides are all like renovated and new and just beautiful. And the pastries. I miss oh yeah. Them. Oh so yeah. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, any of the food I miss is so good. One of my favorite places there, and I, I think about it a lot, um, not just because of the food, but the people were really interesting too, was Walensky's. Oh, yeah. yeah. My grandfather used to go there like every every day. Really? Yeah, every day when he was growing up. Man, like, and, and that's the thing that's wild about it. Like, it's been around since, like, I think, like, the early 1900s. And, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah like 1920 or something, like 1920 yeah. or 1930, somewhere in there. And it's always been family run. So yep. the only people that have ever worked there have been like blood family um even still today and um it's it's cool like so for people that have never heard of it Wilenski's is like this this tiny little sandwich shop in in montreal that special (laughs) yeah and it, it hasn't changed since they opened it and you can get pickles pepperoni a hot dog or the Wilenski special and you can't sub anything in it so it's like you get it how they give it to you and it's like i think it's like bologna and salami so it's like grilled bologna grilled salami and cheese on a special bun that they have made for them by the same bakery that's been making it for them since they opened and um it's just this like little pocket of happy (laughs) and it's still going that's that's crazy them them schwartz's um St. Vader, I think. Yeah. Well, the, the bagels things. are so good. Those ones are yeah. amazing. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> and and they're, they're like, they have weird rules around the food stuff, too. So it's like at Walensky, if you order two specials, they will only serve you one at a time because they don't want you eating a cold sandwich. So, like. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, so if you order two, it's like they just serve you one and then they'll ask you, are you ready for your second? And they'll, like, make it fresh and, and hot. Like, it's. It's cool. And they're just interesting folks too. Like, um, I just, it was, it was cool to like hang out there and chat with them. And like, you see the, uh, the, the regulars that come in there and it's like old school diner style. So it has like the bar stools and you like, like sit at the little like, um, diner style. Like, you know, it's just, it's cool. I I hope that they've survived COVID. I think so. I think like they've, they're so consistent that yeah. people so go it's like even the orange julep i don't know if you've ever been there no it's kind i've of never been to that one. it's this giant orange giant orange like i'm not joking um and you just like drive up to it and they used to come out on roller skates to your car like even in the early 2000s and then they got rid of it eventually um but they serve like the orange julep which is like their specialty drink and they have like okay. hot dogs and poutine and like whatever and yeah like they've been around since the 30s there was like three of them in the 30s i think and then oh, wow. like the one that survived but it's not like downtown downtown you have to go a bit outside to see it but it's also yeah there's some things that have really just stayed in montreal the raccoons are super friendly there too 
<laughs> Especially on like Mont Royal. Yeah, yeah. Um, I so one of the trips that I, I took there, I went down the other side of that that mountain. There's like a rest area there, which I guess is where people feed the raccoons, and it was just so cool. Like watching people like feed the raccoons. Like there was this um, this French dude there. And he was like swearing at the raccoons, being like, "Hey there, you little fat fucker! You want the burger?" And he's like ripping strips <laughs> off this burger. He's like, "Come on, fat fuck!" <laughs> oh god! <laughs> and they would just like go up to people and like pat you on the leg, being like, "Give me fucking food, man!" Oh yeah, they'll come right up to you there. If you don't keep walking, they'll keep going. Like yeah. they don't, they don't stop. <laughs> it was pretty cool. I like Montreal a lot, and I, I do agree with you. Like. Montreal definitely does have like a, a more energetic vibe than, uh, than Toronto does, and Toronto has a more energetic vibe than Vancouver does. Just you're going less energetic as you go, right? <laughs> yeah, it is. And then I mean, like the ultimate, like you know, energy, like almost no energy is Victoria. You know, it's it's beautiful in Victoria, but like that's that's where you go if you want to retire. Okay, yeah. that's all that's there. Nothing. Well, that, and it's like the capital of British Columbia, and, um, you know, it'll be the first thing to disappear in, like, the big earthquake, because it's, like, right along the Juan de Fuca Strait, so it'll just... Oh, it's going to disappear for... Yeah. Yeah. My studio will be part of the new bay when that happens, but my apartment will be fine. Um, okay, there you go. Yeah. yeah. There you go. My land- exactly. My, my landlady will have beachfront property when that happens. <laughs> <laughs> has, has Vancouver co- uh, recovered from the flooding yet? Like, has it? So, like, we we didn't get hit very hard by the flooding in Vancouver. It was all the surrounding areas, um, like Langley and Abbotsford and Chilliwack and stuff. Um, I believe the highways are open again, um, but it was crazy for a while there. Like, Vancouver was cut off from the rest of the country for a few weeks. And, um, yeah, yeah. And it's kind of like one of the main reasons why I moved out here is I wanted to be closer to family. Um, my, my nieces and nephews and brothers live out here. And, um, you know, that was one of the main drivers to, to come out here was to be able to see them more. Um, which hasn't really happened because like, you know, we had, outbreaks of covid and then there was fire season and then the floods there's been a lot (laughs) omicron (laughs) yeah like you know my my niece is still like you know why doesn't uncle merlin come visit and it's just like well the world's kind of fucked up sweetie oh i mean that's one way to put it (laughs) or there's a lot of other things going on yeah there's a lot you know the the new world is um very interesting not the same no no it's not the same at all um which i'm kind of i'm kind of curious with that so like as a photographer do you feel um like a drive or an interest to try and capture like what you see go well (laughs) 
<laughs> I hope you never catch COVID. That's, I, you know, I, I only really wish that towards people who um, have no respect for other human beings and lack basic human decency. You know, they definitely should get COVID. But I meant know. like capturing the time frame that we're in, I guess. Yeah, like capturing like whatever this is we're in now. Um, as as you see it, like as because all like all of us are living through this experience and all of us are living a different experience um, from each other. And um, yeah, I, I'm just kind of curious, like, you know, have, have you found yourself like thinking about that? Like, you know, you, you wanting to document some things of. I have. Yeah. Stuff? Like, especially on, I like for me, like most of my life takes place on set. And so I'm wanting to, I've started a little bit depending on which, which show I'm on and what I'm doing, but like documenting like people working in masks and like, you know, like people like, you know, pulling down their mask and they look like two different people all the time because you never can make out the rest of someone's face without actually seeing it. Yeah. Kind of shocking because you can work with someone for like six months and you'll never know what they actually look like. That's always really weird. Um, yeah, that is really weird. So it's like, cause they're not people you've met before COVID a lot of times. So you don't know what they look like. And so I've been like trying to take photos of people when I see them like taking breaks and stuff like that and away from everyone else. And they, they pull down their mask or whatnot. Um, and then, yeah, like I want to like, go out and photograph it more. Like I, I remember in the beginning of COVID, I really wanted to go out and photograph like people with their masks on and stuff like that. But it was also like scary and dangerous at the beginning. Yeah. We didn't know what was happening. So, eh. I kind of re- <laughs> regret not going and taking pictures of the TTC being completely empty. Um, yeah, no, me too. I thought about the exact same thing, and I was like, it would have been so cool at the, at the time, but now. Or the streets even being empty. Yeah, like, I, I got some pictures of that, because, like, I... I was doing that Polaroid project, and then I needed more Polaroids, so... I ended up having to drive all over southwestern Ontario to all of the Best Buys doing curbside pickup to buy Polaroid. And it was super weird because there was, like, no traffic. Um, And that was, like, driving down the Gardner Expressway with, like, two, three other cars. Just, I was like, did the world actually end? (laughs) It's super weird. Um, But then, like... Yeah, I, Becca got a bunch of really cool photos of the TTC and like some other photographers on Instagram I saw like had these really like amazing empty stations, empty cars, and um, I always kind of wished I I had that thought too because like by the time I was like, oh yeah, I should, and it's like people were already like, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, I was in Montreal for most of the beginning of COVID. Oh yeah, so, like, I remember that. <laughs> I went back because I didn't want to stay alone in my apartment at the time. Um, and so I would go like, uh, me and my dad would go like get up every like weekend at like six in the morning and go take photos of like everything that was kind of empty. But usually at six in the morning, there's nobody anyways, but it was really, it was really weird and different because nobody would like look at each other anymore on the streets and stuff like that. Even like the camaraderie is very different nowadays. Yeah. It's, it's weird. Like I've even notice it like affecting um hey damien um i've i've even noticed it like affecting 
me now like as things are relaxing and, and normalizing a bit like i was at a social gathering and someone went to shake my hand and i didn't really know what to do with yeah. that for a minute i was like i don't know you why, why do you want me to touch you well that's like the new thing now right every time i go to work and i introduce myself to someone and that i've never met before it's like do you do that elbow bump do you like handshake do you just like stay there and go like hi let's do the fist bump I'm, I'm cool with fist bumps but like the full-on shake i just was like, no, it's like oh okay yeah it's like oh it, is this allowed can we this is this isn't illegal now um and the mask thing is an interesting one too so um a friend of mine linda who worked at signet coffee in toronto which was like signet coffee was one of my favorite coffee joints in toronto they had the best um oat milk uh cortado i've ever had anywhere you're gonna send me this name after yeah it's it's on like um, it's it's Dundas like near Dundas and Lansdowne like they're right next door to um, the Night Owl Barber Shop which is like how I found them because I would go get my hair cut at the Night Owl and grab a coffee at Signet um, but Linda said an interesting thing to me which you reminded me of when you were talking about the mask thing is that. COVID was super weird for her because she was getting new regulars who she had no idea what they actually looked like because um, everyone was wearing masks. And she was like, it was so weird compared to like the old world where it's like, you know, people come in regularly, you get to like recognize like, you know, who they are from their face. And it was also, she said it was also weird. And like, I found this too. It's like, you can't tell if people are like smiling or like what their emotions look like behind the mask. Oh, not at all. And so it's like, I try to be like extra friendly and be like with my eyes, like smile more, I guess. I don't know. Cause that's like, what else are you going to do in a situation where you're trying to show someone you want to be friendly, but then there's people who are sarcastic and you cannot tell. I am very sarcastic. Um, but the no smile, like imagine <laughs> you're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, that's true. That could be an interesting photo project too, is like, um trying to like capture emotion through the mask like that, really, yeah. that could be an interesting one because i i think that's something that like hell i could even picture that being like researched like they've researched like micro expressions and things like that because you know i don't think masks are going away anytime soon we're gonna have to get no. used to them um so people I'm sure would want to research ways to like try and glean how you're feeling by like maybe eyebrows or like well there's all kinds of stuff at one point i thought i was like i started almost like winking and i was like okay no that's just weird <laughs> in the beginning i was like i don't know what to like, do hey. yeah like uh, oh, no that's weird sorry <laughs> it's sorry i just my it's my covid tick it just kind of happens <laughs> honestly <laughs> but I think you have to like adjust the way you are and like I only see people's faces when we're eating lunch but even then I don't even know how they look and you forget you're like oh yeah there's the mask yeah yeah it's like oh that's 3M guy yeah it's, like, oh. <laughs> it's super weird and just even like the zoom era has um has been weird to get used to because like 
I, I talk to people a lot for my work and in the before times I would actually see them in their offices and stuff. So it's like, you know, you could get a feeling for how people were receiving like whatever you're trying to explain to them by like, you know, picking up their body language and like, you know, seeing like, you know, what's their micro expressions and things like that. And now in the zoom world, it's just like all that's out the fucking window. And Oh yeah. You know. Half the people's screens are like black all the time. Like I had a meeting today and half of us just like sat there with our audio off and just like, listen, and the other half were like, okay, let me close my screen and like actually do some other work and then put it back on and all kinds of stuff. <laughs> You've never done any of that ever. You've always no, paid hundred percent attention to everything that everyone's talking about. <laughs> if anyone was in that meeting, I was paying attention the whole time. I was not organizing other things. Absolutely not. Yeah. I am happy that we've reached the sort of realm of the pandemic where people aren't automatically like, Hey, Karen, is, is, is your camera? Okay. I just noticed it went off there. It's like, I just needed a fucking minute, dude. It's, it's, it's fine. It's yeah, fine. It's, it's, it's just, no. Yeah. I, it might also be my industry though, for a lot of that stuff, because people, we know we're all going to see each other in person. And we're comfortable because we get tested three times a week. So it's like, you know, there's no, there's no fear involved in like being around certain people, if that makes sense. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Cause you're all tested and like, you know, what's going on with each other. And, um, yeah, yeah. Cause if, if, if they get positive, they get pulled away very fast and stuff shuts down very quickly. So, so is it like, they, do they put like a black bag over their head and like, you know, ferry them off in like an unmarked van and they never see their family again? And this is what the Freedom Convoy is upset about. How did you know? Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, sorry. I think they're banging on my door to like black bag me now. I spoke too soon. No, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I, I don't even know if like that's like an okay thing to joke about or not. This timeline is so weird. It's true. There's a lot going on right now. I mean, even like the Daily News, which is like an American thing, reported on the Canadian truckers' convoy. Like, that's how big it's become. <laughs> yeah. It's... This isn't what any of us wanted Canada to be famous for. No. Not at all. Not at all. Yeah. <laughs> so... You've, you're originally from Montreal then, or like uh, somewhere else in Quebec? Nope. Uh, well, right outside of Montreal in the West Island is where I kind of grew up. So it's like West Island. There's an island in Quebec? No, cool. Well, Montreal's an island. Oh, okay. Right? I didn't realize that. Yeah, it's an island. Um, that's why you can't turn right on red. Excuse me. What? Manhattan, you can't turn right on red. Montreal, you can't. Because it's an island? Yeah, it disrupts the traffic of an island. Oh. Yep. There you go, you learned something new today. Yeah, I thought it was just like a weird Quebec thing. It it, it could always be, but the West Island is on the island of Montreal. Okay. It's just like more suburbia, I guess. So it's like 20 minutes to downtown driving on the highway, so it's not far, 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 but... That's where I grew up. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really curious, though. Um, 
do you think St. Hubert's is like the best chicken ever? I'm vegan now. Oh shit! So. Okay. <laughs> I, uh, I didn't not, know you were vegan. I think at the time when I did meet, like Cote St. Luke barbecue was better. I think. Okay. Like, since I've eaten any any meat. Good so. to know. I didn't realize you were vegan. My bad. Yeah, and it's all good. I don't think we ever got foods when we hung out, so I never learned well, that. Well, at the time I was like a pescatarian when we used to go out for like brunches. We used to do That's, that. Right. <laughs> That's right. We used to brunch in the old times. Brunch. So I still ate like eggs back then, but yeah. No, I don't think we ever like went out for like any dinners. I think we were just like brunch people all around. We were brunch people. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Brunch is great. And then I we fucking go to love photos. brunch. Yeah, brunch and photos. It's like the... That's, that's like the best. Yeah, you start off your day, you know? I mean, we could, like, gratuitously rip off Juan and start brunching cameras. Just <laughs> 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 Yeah, I mean, yeah, not everyone can drink beer, Juan, but, I mean, everyone can eat brunch in some fashion. Sure. Yeah. Sorry. It'd be a little awkward, though, going to a restaurant and just, like... Just like, okay, we need a table for how many people? I don't know. Let's just show up as we go. Okay. Yeah, exactly. They'll just kind of show up whenever. That's true. And yeah, that would be a real mess. Um, yeah. I mean, <laughs> so it's, it's been a while since I've gone to an organized um, camera event. Yeah, and true. the last one I went to was in Toronto during COVID. Um, me and my friend David, uh, the Smoky Smoke on Instagram, um, decided to check out this like Toronto like photo walk thing. I can't remember which group was putting it on, but they were like, oh, it's going to totally be COVID safe and um, everything will be fine. And it's like meet up in Dundas Square. And we got to Dundas Square and it definitely was not COVID safe. There was a lot of people there. <laughs> okay, yeah. I, I got invited to a couple of those, but I was never, I was like, you know, I was worried about COVID, to be honest. Yeah, you know, I, I still am in, in some ways. And um, back then I was like very worried about it. Like there was only a few people that I was like cool hanging out with, like David being okay. one of them. And... um go on a Well, we <laughs> walked up to it and we're like... <laughs> We were, we were being, you know, like when you see like stray dogs and someone's trying to like call them over and they're like all cautious and stuff and like, I kind of want to, but I don't know you. And, um, so we were kind of like, okay. And then we sort of stood away from them, but then they like opened their circle up to like engulf us in their circle. And we were just like looking at each other like, is, is this safe? And then it was just a lot of like old white dudes. Um which is also uncomfortable for a couple of the colored guys. <laughs> and, I feel like that's a lot of Toronto's scene from my experience. Um, yeah. I've gone was, to one or two photo walks, I think. And yeah, that's mostly the only, not everyone, obviously. Yeah. But a, lo a lot of the scene. I mean, like not all old, old white dudes are mansplaining and like cringy. No, no. Not all of them. Uh, yeah. I know a few of them that, that are great, but, um, yeah, we ended up like piecing out cause they like separated everyone into like groups and they're like, all right, everyone go off in your group. And we're like, okay, we're just going to go off to Ossington. Bye. 
You were your you were your own group. It's fine. Yeah, we just did our own thing. We're like, let's just get away from these people, and that was the last time I ever felt inclined to um, attempt that kind of thing. Yeah, I mostly just like walk around like with my girlfriend, and we shoot stuff for her, and then I shoot stuff for myself, and yeah, I'm trying to explore my new area too. Have you um, gotten her into photography yet? Like, does she take pictures to you, or you mostly subject? Um, she's mostly subject. She's a great model. Great model for, like, all my needs of photography. Were you, were you looking over? <laughs> no, she's, like, in the other room right now. Like, <laughs> it's like, blink twice if you're safe. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, but, yeah, no, and it's been really cool, like, the area is like I live in Riverside now, and it's pretty cool to explore somewhere near Riverside. That's right on the, the DVP. Oh shit! Um, are you on the um, the like animal farm side, or are you on the east side? On the east side. Yeah, because there's like yeah, okay, yeah, I'm on the east side. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, like so you're right. You're by old Chinatown then. Yeah, I'm just lower, like way lower. Like I'm around Queen Street. That's a fucking cool area. Yeah, I really, really like it. Yeah, like Queen and Broadview. That is like that's a that's a neat area. And there's that little school over over there. Um, I don't know if they still have the wheat pastes up, but they had like um, these cool black and white wheat pastes of like all the kids that go. Oh to yeah, that school. that's still there. That's still there. It's very, very, very cool. Yeah, that's a, that's a neat hood for taking photos because like all down Queen Street is um, is pretty cool, um, and then just even like the neighborhoods, like there's some really interesting architecture there, and yeah. um, like when I did the Lamography photo walk with uh, Felice and John, that was the area that we wandered around and. Um, cool coffee joints out there too lots of there's so many coffee joints it's it's awesome um there was a really cool time we we went to go shoot something uh for her recently um just like some like fashion stuff it was really it turned out really cool and turn go to like we see like this barber just like watching us from the other side of the street like white outfit you know like very old style like he's just standing in the window that's like old man so i like i go and take a picture of him and he was like giving me thumbs up he was so happy about it and like I don't know. It's just like a very nice, cool area. I love it. That's cool. Um, on the brunch topic, if they're still open, Lady Marmalade on Broadview, just up from Queen, has a really good brunch. And I believe they do have vegan options. I think so. I haven't been there since like going vegan, but uh, I'm going to check it out maybe. It's, yeah. so far, it's not far from me. No, I don't think it's, it's, yeah, it's pretty close there. And there's all sorts of weird churches along Broadview yeah. too. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah. It's, it's a very spiritual street. I guess so. So it's church street in Toronto apparently. So I never realized that makes sense. There's so though. many churches there. It's a little obvious. <laughs> um, the park is really cool too. Um, Cause like my friend David, the smoky smoke, he lives up on, um, oh shit. What is that? By the, the bridge up. Um, why can't I fucking remember that street name now? 
da no, not Davenport. Um, I don't know. Fucking up on Broadview. Okay. The, there's um, a bridge there. It was the bridge that I got in my car accident on. Um, why can't I fucking remember it now? Oh, uh, the, the one with the lights there at night. Yeah, the one with the lights, and it has, like, the anti-suicide mesh thing because, like, a lot of people used to jump off of it, which, um, you know, I went on that um, bridge a few times after the accident to just sort of, like, subject myself to it to sort of get over the trauma that the bridge gave me from, like, you know, being in a bad car accident on it. Yeah. And, I was like looking at the bridge being like, <clears throat> cause on either end there's these, like these big, like, you know, don't do it. Call 1-800. Oh, yeah. There's like anti-suicide posters and shit. And then they have this like special fencing. So you can't jump over. But I just remember like one night I was walking on it and I like looked and I'm like, you know, that it's not really that far down. Like you wouldn't, you wouldn't die from jumping off of this. Like, You'd probably really bad. Yeah, you'd probably like break a lot of stuff, but like the only way you die is if you got ran over by somebody, which I mean is like horrifically traumatizing to put someone yeah. else through that. Like you know, I if if people need to do that, hundred percent, go do that. Just don't take other people and give them trauma in the process. <laughs> It's not the best. Yeah, anyways, that was that was a weird dark turn. Um, but there's a very cool park there. Um, and if you haven't explored it yet, there's um, there's a hospital by the old Don Valley Jail. And in behind that hospital is like this weird sculpture garden of these like skeletal, muscly um figures that are painted in different colors and they're doing like acrobatics and ninja shit and like whatever and it's super creepy and really fucking weird um and you can just walk up to it really yeah okay yeah somewhere to go check out then I mean. yeah it's just in in behind the hospital complex there so there's like you'll see the old don valley jail um it's just up from um I can't fucking remember the name of that street either. Like the heart of like old Chinatown. There's that like, um, uh, when you're going down Broadview, there's that intersection. That's kind of like the main intersection of like old Chinatown. It's just up from there. That's where the old Don Valley jail is. And then the hospital's like right next to, um, the one that's right on the parkway, right? That's yeah. Like yeah. Really it's the big glass building right on the parkway. Okay. And if okay, you walk good. behind it, there's, um, a walkway that goes parallel with the, um, uh, with the, uh, DVP and, um, you'll see them like just up on the right of you as you're walking down that, uh, going North, um, you'll see like these creepy skeletal figures kind of like peeking over the, building edge it's super okay. fucking weird uh, there's also a footbridge so that you could go over to the other side of riverside park and there's a petting yeah. zoo and shit there there's a petting zoo there yeah oh i've never seen that huh. i don't think it was open during covid but maybe they've reopened it since but you're in a really cool hood there's all sorts of cool shit to check out there you're gonna have to give me more tips and tricks later 
Yeah, and like there's good food stuffs there, but I don't know any vegan places. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I found a lot of them, so it's okay. Okay, that, that's good. Um, yeah, old Chinatown is cool too. Like, spent a lot of time walking around there, taking some some pictures. There's some neat stuff at nighttime too, uh, around there. Well, sketchy being a woman at night walking around. That's fair. I'm sorry. That was a privileged thing to say. It's okay. <laughs> Just you know, I'm like, eh. you know, my my girlfriend like got followed here not too long ago in a car. So oh well, shit. So you know, it's still Toronto's still not safe. I will say that at night. No, and I guess like with spring coming, the car followings will probably start increasing again. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But uh, it's definitely something I would, I want to go more like walk around and stuff and. When the weather's better, it's like snowing like crazy here today. So today's not the day. <laughs> well, when you do start doing more of that, um, let me know and I'll connect you with David because he lives in your hood and he <laughs> loves going on photo walks and, uh, you know, and you ditched him, so he, he needs someone. To yeah. I was just going to say <laughs> some asshole moved away that he used to hang out with all the time. And, you know, now he's like all bummed out cause he doesn't have a homie to go take photos with. So, you know, <laughs> done deal. Maybe you can go take <laughs> some photos with him. He's a really cool guy. He takes some, some cool photos. I would love that. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's been a lot of fun chatting with you. Yeah, um, it's a long time. It has been a long time. And I'm hoping maybe in the next few months here, once I figure things out, uh, to do another Toronto trip because you know, missing Toronto <laughs> and uh, the people there. And Let me know and we'll hang out for sure. Definitely. Make sure it's when you're not working. Um, weekends. Weekends are my only time off. So. Okay. Perfect. Well, uh, we'll definitely work that out then. Um, yeah. Well, thanks for hanging out with me. Thanks for having me on. And it was a lot of fun. Uh, is there any um, you know parting sentiments you want to tell the, the folks or the crowd? Uh, thanks for tuning in. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Merlin's awesome. Oh, you're awesome too. And your dad's awesome. Yeah. It's um I hope to see both of you um again soon. And maybe maybe in California. Yeah, I would love that so much. Um <laughs> I'm definitely overdue for a California trip. Um man, yeah. I miss that place. I'll just yeah. I never really thought I'd miss America that much, but No, me neither. I really do. But California is different, a different part of America. I'll say that. Yeah, some of, of it. So, yeah, some some of it is. Um, you know, I definitely, if you haven't been yet, um, you should come to uh, to Policon in Texas. Um, I've never been to Policon at all. Texas surprised me a lot. Um, I didn't think I would like it there, and. Uh, you know, Denton has quickly become like one of my most favorite places I've ever been to. And, uh, there's something special about the light that you get down there. It's, um, it's really is different. It, is it a warmer? Yeah. It's, it's like you, you get kind of that like Midwesterny kind of, kind of light there. Like 
I had always seen like these pictures on on the grams where people just had this like beautiful like glowy kind of light to these like afternoon photos. I'm like, how the hell did they do that? And then you look and it's like, oh, it's mostly like in the Midwest or like Texas or you know, sure. the desert or something. So it's just like if you want that light, you you have to go there. And um, there's some beautiful light in Denton. So um, yeah, you should come down sometime. I will try to get away eventually, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I'm going to let Mr. Mocha walk us out here. And thank you so much for hanging out with me. Um, next week, uh, we're going to have Dakota Lee uh, joining us. And oh, did it not start? Let's do it again. Here we go. Now it's working. I'm still getting the hang of like all of this newfangled technology shit. Um, but thank you so much, Karen, for hanging out with me. And thank you, everyone, for tuning in and hanging out with us. And uh, yeah, next week, uh, Dakota Lee is uh, going to be joining uh, us on the chat. So that should be a really interesting chat. I met her on Clubhouse um, last year when we started messing around with that thing. So, uh, yeah, stay safe out there and uh, hope to see you guys soon. Bye. Bye, Karen. <laughs> <laughs>